So Merry Christmas, my friends. When I was little, I can always remember feeling just a little bit sad on Christmas night because you spend so long preparing for this one day. I mean, I can remember our tree being in our living room and like more and more presents were coming underneath it. And they were all, my mother loved like glitter paper. So it was all very shiny and pretty. And we had these plans and we were looking forward to them. And so like just all month long, things just got better and better. And it was just like spiraling towards this one day. And then it just happens, right? It just sort of happens and everyone shows up and the presents are unwrapped and then they're put away and the dishes are done and the food is put away and then it's just sort of quiet. And I always remember feeling just a little bit sad on Christmas night because it just happened. It was so quick. So I've always been very thankful that the church calendar doesn't do that. The church calendar gives us a full 12 days to celebrate Christmas. And we, almost, we always get at least one more Sunday to celebrate Christmas. And I'm especially thankful for the years that we get two. And so there's, there's, this is not one of those, just in case you're wondering. But I'm especially thankful for the years that we do get two. It's just always been a particular favorite season of mine that we get 12 full days to celebrate and think about and praise God for the birth of Jesus. And I love that we got a chance. I, I talked to Jack this week. I was like, listen, we're, you know, busy and we're only in the office like one day this whole week. But like, what if I just like totally changed the service on Sunday? And so that's what's happened here. So if you hate it, you can send emails to me. But I love doing a list, uh, Christmas lessons and carols because we get to read the story one more time. We get to hear the full story of God's incarnation, and we get to sing the songs that I love, that we only have this short little season to sing. And we get to hear it without all the busyness of Christmas, without all the busyness of waiting for what's you know, next. Our relatives are coming, the food is in the oven, and we're sort of waiting to get out of church on Christmas Eve. So today we get a chance to just hear the story, sit with it, and live with it. But we also get a chance to hear the beginning of John's gospel. And John's gospel doesn't start with a traditional Christmas message. John starts by unraveling the mystery that is God's incarnation. The mystery of God choosing to become fully human and to share life's experiences with us, the wonderful and the terrible and the miraculous things that make up our days on this earth. John tells us that our salvation has always been part of God's plan. From the moment of the fall in the Garden of Eden, from the moment that humans had to start grappling with sin and death and shame and evil, from that very moment, God has sought us. God has kept seeking us. God has called us again and again to come back home. John's gospel starts with the reminder that there is absolutely no link that God will not go to to rescue us from the powers of evil in the world. John reminds us that God would choose to even become human, to dwell among us, and in doing so, redeem every aspect of the human experience. The miracle of Christmas is that we have a God who has chosen to be in the thick of life with us. God doesn't just tell us that God will be present. God jumps in fully, becoming one of us, experiencing the fullness of human life. That's the miracle and the mystery of Christmas, the miracle and the mystery that John names for us in the beginning of his gospel. In Jesus, we have a God who has and is and will always will be present with us. 
not a passive observer, but someone who knows what it means to love and to hurt and to try and to fail and to laugh and to cry. In Jesus, we have a God who not only knows our hearts and our souls, but has experienced the things that affect our heart and our souls. God promises to be with us in our best moments, in those times of joy. God makes them fuller and sweeter and richer, but perhaps more importantly, we have a God who has promised to be with us in the worst things, in our fear and in our grieving, that God reminds us when we are loved and redeemed and cared for, even when we don't know how to go for it ourselves. To paraphrase John's gospel today, Jesus is the light of the world, and try though it has, nothing in this dark world has ever overcome it. So wherever you are this Christmas, however you find yourself, and wherever and however you find yourself in all the Christmases ahead and the years in between those Christmases, I hope you know that God is with you, whether they bring joy or grief or anxiety or contentment. God is with you, experiencing those things with you. The great mystery of Christmas is that Jesus, Emmanuel, God with us, chose to become human, chose to become human to fully defeat every single thing in creation that would ever try to separate you from God. So Merry Christmas, my friends. We have a few more days yet to celebrate and to praise God for the most singularly amazing event in human history. God's love for all of creation manifested in the birth of Jesus Christ. Amen.